Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, hello, Power Partners. It is Star Style, be the star you are time again. This is our informational playground, and we welcome you to the airwaves. The show is brought to you under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. We are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you are listening to us live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We strive to be useful, informative, interesting, entertaining, and unique as we seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations. Instead of waiting for something better, we hope you find something great right now and create it. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, that has been honored by Guide Star as a top nonprofit. Make a donation today at be the star you are.org. And this is from Joel Barker. Those who say it can't be done are usually interrupted by others doing it. Doesn't that fit <laughs> right in with our goal, Heather, of you know, not letting people sit around waiting for something to happen. We want them to, you know, get going, make it happen now. We're not bystanders, we're doers. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> that was I was waiting. Pause. I didn't want to interrupt you with all my doings. Oh, with all your doings? <laughs> okay. Well, we've got a wonderful show for you today. Fall is back, and as our local trees are changing their coats from various colors of green to yellow, orange, red, gold, brown, the weather is still warm out here in California. I mean, sometimes it's really actually hot, but the nights are starting to get cooler, and We're offering gardeners that perfect opportunity to purchase and plant their favorite autumn trees, shrubs, and natives. And I'm going to talk about that in segment two. Also, uh, coming up this Friday, actually, on October 17th, is the 25th anniversary of the Loma Prieta, the big quake uh, that hit San Francisco 
when the World Series Battle of the Bay was in full swing. So I'm going to take you back to that quake when sections of the Bay Bridge and the Cypress structure collapsed and share some stories of that frightening experience, including my own, and Heather's take on it. She was just a little <laughs> tight at the time. But coming right up in Health Matters, we want to find out if you are gaining weight as the years go by. And have you tried to lose a few pounds, but instead you just keep putting on more? Well, it might be that there are some sneaky ways that are packing on the pounds without you even understanding why. And Heather is going to shed light on that. So, Heather, what is it? You know, why is it so often that we can't seem to lose those last couple of pounds, even though... We might be curbing our bad habits, or we think we are, but maybe we're completely not. Give us a little rundown on, you know, how we can keep our weight in check. Yeah, well, I'm sure you know, probably being a woman over 40, and especially this goes out out to men and women, but women in particular, because we know uh, with the many things that we are predispositioned to have heavier body or higher body fat, in general than men, and that's a, um, you know, prehistoric, that's a, something that was just, you know, ever since of evolutional things, um, because women's bodies in general are uh, intended, uh, you know, to be carrying children and extra padding and what must be, um, and we have different um, the hormones and throughout our bodies. But as we age and as everything in life, you know, that uh, things start to slow down, things that were once easier are now harder. Things seem to creak and break and crumble and all dives, all that fun stuff. But especially as um, men and women, especially women with the little asterisk there, um, as they age, especially over age 40, things become very common. And unfortunately, one of the biggest things is the scale and the amount of body fat that's increasing and the muscle amount that's decreasing. And the big thing, um, being a health person, especially working in fitness industry, which I'll get into, is um, weight loss is more challenging um, without uh, without the muscle mass. And um, a lot of people usually think aerobic exercise, which is, in general, it's been been shown to show uh, cardiovascular increase in fitness and calorie burn, which is good. Um, But it doesn't seem to increase uh, muscle mass or muscle strength. And strength training, on the other hand, which is oftentimes a lot of people, and especially with women, tend to uh, turn away from, um, you know, using weights or using weights incorrectly or, you know, doing push-ups, things that are going to be creating muscle mass because a lot of women, their big thing is they say, you know, oh, I don't want to get bulky. Um, But strength training and actually muscle mass helps to bone mass and muscle, long, lean muscles is what can replace, um, you know, saggy, baggy, fat things. And the biggest thing... Um, of, you know, why people are, you know, kind of increasing with weight. As we said, as you age, um, your metabolic rate, your uh, ability to eat something and burn calories quickly changes. That's why you might see, you know, a lot of people that they say, gosh, you know, in my teens and in my early 20s, you know, I could eat a a pizza and a 12-pack of beer and have no, you know, anything. And now, you know, I eat a piece of celery and something and I'm bloated, things don't fit, is our bodies start to slow down. Our bodies change um, for natural reasons and also for women as they age that menopause occurs. And with menopause is that everything kind of gets a whole new restructure 
And unfortunately, one of those things um, is that is with your metabolic rate. And also the stress, uh, the stress uh, hormone cortisol that I feel like almost every human being and every American, this fast-paced life we're living in, um, we have all these different stresses uh, that are working against us. And a lot of times these stresses, it can make us not hungry and the misthought of, oh, if you don't eat, um, that, you know, that you're going to be saving calories. But usually what ends up happening is that you're so hungry by the end of the day that you're just binging, that you're just scarfing things down. And also kind of pre-dating back to sort of our animal instincts um, that our bodies have created this system that um, when we go through, you know, times of, you know, the cavemen, that there were times of feast and times of famine. So our body almost automatically, when uh, we're not giving it any nutrients, starts to kind of shut down, thinking, you know, this may be my last meal. I need to hold on to this instead of digesting it and time it. So one of the biggest things, you know, is breaking bad habits. So giving all these details about exercise, eating, and all these things, and your fitness, um, there's a, a couple sort of adjustments you can make into your life because, as we know, as we're aging, everything gets harder. Um, the big things is strengthening daily physical activities and getting rid of our bad habits. And I know as me, I just hit the hit the clock at 30 years old this year, which I used to think sounded like a dinosaur. And now, you know, I, I feel like I, people, in some ways, I think some people stop, stop aging at 30, and I feel like life's just beginning. But I also start to notice I really do see things on my face when I don't sleep as well. Oh, my goodness. Uh, my puppy <laughs> eyes, so, the lines. It's so funny when you say that. It's so funny when you say that because I, too, I always thought of 30 as being, like, so, so old, you know. It's just yeah. that every time you get another year older, uh, it's you just have to accept it. But talk well, about looking fantastic. I mean, you're a bar instructor. You you have a body that looks like bricks, you know. There's oh, not an gosh. ounce of fat uh, on I feel you. Like you say that just because just I share some of your chromosomes. But, um, you know, I have to say there are some days that, you know, not feeling so good. And I find the things I feel, especially as women, coming after from teaching today, I was feeling my arm. I usually get, you know, your arms are are, uh, one of the quickest things to shape up. And that's a a big thing. And we always try to stress that there's other muscles in your body that, you know, are thinner material, which actually don't, that take more time. But your arms, for the most part, can shape up quickly. And I was kind of feeling around my arms, and then I found this little... That little side part right underneath your triceps, which kind of felt to me as this little chicken wing rubbery feeling, and I just started got overwhelmed. With, oh my gosh! You know, I had that. Everyone, this is part of our bodies. <laughs> what, what happened? With you, are, you know, I, you know, I think what that brings up a good point is that all of us, no matter how fit we are, are our worst bet, our worst critics. So you know, because I can look back at pictures of myself in my twenties and thirties, and I look at these pictures now, and I think, oh my god. I was really rocking it. <laughs> you know, I looked great. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do remember it. at the time not feeling so confident, that you know, when I would go a- on these bathing suit jobs or whatever, you know, different modeling things that I had. And I'd be like, ooh. You know, so I think that you no know, matter what, we, we have to do the best we can, but we don't always agree that we look so good. So your tips yeah, right and, now on how to stay healthy what, are what are the most you know, important. That's a, 
that's a really great thing you bring up, and this is, you know, this affects men and women, but especially more for women, because I even know there's times that I've looked back and I hear friend, people say that, you know, gosh, I, all the times I should have worn a bikini, I should have done these things, but I, you know, I felt too self-conscious, I felt like, you know, oh, I don't want to be out there, and I, now I look back at pictures and I look like, think, wow, like, that girl looks amazing, you know, take advantage of it. So those are the things, those moments when I realize, you know, everyone, you know, I hate using the word when someone says, you know, oh, I look at me and I feel so fat today because everyone has, you know, it's that's different on a different scale. I mean, there is a level where I would say obesity when their things are unhealthy, but there is of what is when you look in the mirror and you feel good, um, and it doesn't have to be a ripped body, um, and it doesn't have to be, you know, over. it's whatever you feel you're most comfortable on, finding you know, sort of that, um, you know, body acceptance of what you feel to celebrate that. But it is an overall thing of just living a healthy lifestyle because we do see those people, i.e., um, the creator of Bar Method, uh, Burr Leonard, I believe she's, 70, I hope I'm not saying too high or too low. I believe she's 70 now, might even be 71, but she has, hasn't aged in like 20 years. And the fact that, you know, I, I feel like you could compare other people who are at that age, uh, I would never, you would never think she was that age. And I think it's the thing of eating healthily and living an active life. And um, just because other things slow down your life doesn't mean you, know, you should. And as we talked that, um, one, you know, your metabolic rate slows down. For women, hormones, other things play a part. Um, and also, too, you know, your, your eating habits, all those kinds of things. But just because there's certain things, you still need to maintain a healthy and, and an active lifestyle. And I really feel that people who are more active, you see they stay vibrant, they stay young, versus people that live a stagnant life, that sit at home. I mean, there really is people, you know, that are 65 that I see as grandma, you know, that have gray hair, that sit on the couch, and versus other people, it's I, you would never even know that that was their age, um, you know, ageless kind of thing. So it's it's changing that, too, and I think the best thing is, um, you know, as, as the physical, you know, you, the physical appearance you can do so much, but also it's the interior wise. So it's going to keep things happening. I mean, again, at 30, I'm already aches and pains. Sometimes I go to do a stretch or I feel I'm flexible, and the other day I did a cartwheel just to prove to myself I still could, and I did it, but afterwards I was like, oh, my God, that, oh, I'm going to be sore tomorrow kind of thing. So it's using, you know, use it before you lose it kind of thing. So the main thing that I want, that I want to get back is strength training. So, especially for women, a lot of people fear weights or they use weights improperly because a lot of people think, oh, you know, when I use weights, I bulk up. And one thing with bar method, and I'm not trying to press bar method, but I'm, what I'm trying to just express is uh, isometric low weights that we use anywhere from one up to five, uh, five, possibly six pound weights um, to make long lean. Think of the dancer as long lean muscles. And as, as we age, um, they say usually about age, starting around age 40, um, people use, use people lose um, one third to almost one half of a pound of muscle each year, and as you know, that that's really a lot. I mean, when you start to think a- about that, when you start thinking how the years go on, you know, ten years you've lost ten pounds of muscle. Exactly. And now but, that is that replaced but, by fat? Um, yeah, exactly. Well, that's why you know things that you know sometimes you see these bodybuilder things that were once strong or flabby. If, just to say, if you don't use it, you lose it. And strength training is that is that 
Strength training will help you not only lose weight, but maintain weight. And um, a lot of times people, when you get to a certain thing, you don't need to be some Barbie doll fitness or something. It's that maintaining a healthy weight and being healthy. And discussing strength training, um, it's lean body mass. And what that is, you know, that's talking about your whole body. There's, um, I believe it was, there's 2,000 parts, and I believe there's over 200 or 300 muscles within your body. Um, and the more muscles you have, the more calories you burn. Uh, you, you know, that's going to mean that you know, when your heart rate spikes, that you're burning more calories. You're not going to have stored fat. On the, when you have stored fat up, your, metabol- um, your metabolism isn't active. And, and when you use very little energy, you're not burning a lot of calories. That's why, I mean, just uh, interestingly enough, you are constantly, no matter what, throughout the day, burning calories as you sleep, as you do whatever. Um, it's, contain- it's maintaining a physical activity throughout the day, whatever it may be. And one of the biggest things is also is, is what you eat, what goes into you. Just because if you get older, it doesn't give you that, you know, free card to eat whatever you want. Try to eliminate, again, the, the things that I always think you need to have well-balanced with things. But, you know, eliminating, they say, the white, I think, white bread, white rice. Um, and doesn't mean, you know, getting rid of uh, rice and breads. It's putting whole grain breads, brown rice in, um, loading up on fruits and vegetables that are filling. They have lots of water. They have lots of minerals and uh, vitamins in them. Um, Start breaking the thing. You know, we've always talked about water. Not only is water good for your digestion, good for your health, it's good for your skin. It's good for overall everyday body function. We our bodies are made of water. Um, you know, skipping breakfast, eating irregular meals. You know, that's the main thing. Just kind of creating um, a healthy lifestyle. I mean, and I have to say, even as a bar instructor, I know I have bad habits that I eat late at night. Um, I have second meals. It's really figuring out. Um, creating your own food pyramid, and you know the the big thing that they say that sparingly using you know fats. It's knowing what's going on in your life because the main thing is we always want to live in this way that you know, sometimes it's like when you see someone who's wearing something that maybe when they were in their twenties they look like a smoking hot mama in, but then when someone's <laughs> trying to wear it at an older age and they're squeezing and fit, you know, you see those awkward outfits sometimes, and sometimes you just have to let go of those things. But yeah, I've, I probably have worn them a few times. Oh so, my goodness! You know, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking but, about you people know, I when, see sometimes when with you the, talk I'm about. They, when you talk about creating your own food pyramid, you know, I do think that it gets harder and harder for people, though, especially with the crazy work hours that so many people have. What do you think about that? Oh, completely. Well, the big thing, things that work against us, I have to say that if you've ever gone to a spa, I think that when you're in a controlled society, Sometimes that's why when people, sometimes, you know, even go to weight loss things, but when you go to usually these health spa things, that usually the places are uh, very health-friendly, that this, and that when you leave, you know, you've been walking 12 miles a day, eating, you know, three meals, which normally, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I never sit down for three meals, but when you have a perfectly planned out, or you hear these juice cleanses, or these, you know, that, that deliver food, and there are these, you know, Perfectly portioned. The big thing is portion size. Portion sized out meals. People lose weight, and even when they think, "Oh, I never eat breakfast," but now you know I'm eating. I'm eating all the time, and I'm losing weight. It's it's the portion of it. It's the time spread out. Um, we live in this rat race thing, and we've talked about it before that in other countries, um, how life sort of really shuts down at lunchtime. That they take these siestas. That they take these two hour lunches. In America, we are just go 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 go. 
And a lot of times, you know, lunch is in your car. Lunch is at your computer. And we mindlessly eat. We are eating when we're watching TV. You know, I know I'm, I'm no angel when it comes to it. I do those things all the time. Um, and, and then I wonder why, and also we eat mindlessly thinking that we haven't eaten because there's times I think, oh, gosh, I haven't had anything today. But when I look back in retrospect, I actually have been eating because I was eating in the car. I was eating when I was at my computer. Um, and not understanding, you know, why, why am I not, why am I seeing no results? And the big thing is, as we age, our bodies are not the same. When we come into this world, we are calorically hungry. We need calories to survive. Um, as it begins to co- go on, it's more, you know, it's, it's not this, you know, plump up a baby. They, they need body fat. It's just more, it's a something, it's a substance. And we've really gone away from that whole thing of that food is to provide us with nutrients. It's, you know, it's for us, you know, that we give in to the taste and the luxurious of things. And a lot of times, um, it's, it's retraining your palate. I wish I could go back and retrain my palate to only love vegetables and, and not butter and cheese and heavy oils and, and wine and all those things, but it's, the damage has been done. So with that being said, it's making healthier life. You know, life you, know you just is, brought up something, though, when you said, you, I, I'm wondering if a lot of the weight gain as we get older could be attributed to uh, a, a bigger consumption of alcohol. Because oh, can, perhaps, you know, perhaps it's the wine and the beer and the, you know, the Cosmopolitans or whatever it and, is. And, you know, and there was actually drinking. a recent study showing, and again, this, you know, it affects men as well, but just speaking as a woman for a second, because this study was about women, is a lot of times, and I know sometimes I think about it, especially when the holiday comes around and, you know, you're wearing those holiday dresses and there's a million parties, which we'll do another segment on of how to, how to stay clean eating and, and uh, satisfied and still have fun during all those holiday parties and still fit into your dresses. But um, a lot, especially with women, that people think, oh, I'm going out tonight. Oh, I'm going to this party in there. I'm going to be drinking. I'm going to save my calories for alcohol, um, which in one sense is good intentions, thinking, well, you know, I know I'm going to be drinking all these fancy drinks or whatever, um, which are calorically heavy. Well, it's not just that. Of The things that happen when people drink alcohol is, one, Alcohol slows down um, not only your motor skills, but your metabolic rate. That your your body it's no longer digesting fast; it's it's going slower now. Uh, it's almost that not only you're, you're drunkening up your senses, you're drunkening up your stomach and your your body's ability to metabolize. Um, but also with that too, it's going to cause bloating in your body and. It makes you hungry. That people always say, "Oh, you get the drunk munchies." That you may be able to go all night, you know, six hours of just drinking. Um, but when you know, it happens, that people all of a sudden, when they realize they're hungry, then your body is, um, your you know, your sugar levels are so increased that instead of thinking, "Oh, you know, I need a vegetable," people, are, I want a, a cheesy pizza. I want. Uh, something heavy and greasy, and that's why also they say for, you know, hangovers that people want really heavy, rich foods, then, you know, that's the cycle returns. And also then people the next day, they feel too hungover, they don't want to work out. One of the greatest cures, things they pay for for hangovers, I won't say cures, things that aids, aids for um, things to help rehabilitate yourself back to normal is in the morning, I've continued to drink water, have a banana, potassium helps almost, you know, diminish, works against um, alcohol, hangovers, uh, 
effects on you and getting out and being active, even though it may seem like you just want to lay in that bed and die and just continue to eat fatty foods and gain weight, getting outside, getting fresh air, doing something healthy, even if you feel like you're going to puke through it, doing <laughs> physical activity, that's going to get your blood flowing. And that's going to be good is increased, for us. You're burning more calories. So well, this things. is good news. Um, you know, all of these things that there is there is a method that we can take in order to help us, you know, remain at a healthy weight. And it's also always seems to come down to really watching what it is we put in our mouth, getting enough exercise, and I should say perhaps appropriate exercise for the age that you are, and and um, and then eating. And doing things at the right times as opposed to snacking right before you go to bed. Do you want to wind it up for us? Yeah, my biggest thing, just touching back on the exercise because as we age, as I said, anything, if, uh, if you need to get into it and if you have children, start young of increasing healthy activity as well as healthy meals. And for people of the age, especially women, that uh, fear the work of weight works, Using a low weight in the correct method, especially in isometric ways, it's going to isolate your muscles, give you long, lean, beautiful muscles, not bulk, and the more muscle mass you have, the more calories you burn, thus that's going to help facade or hide and you know, any fat increase. So the biggest thing is as we age, continue to eat healthy and maybe start even healthier and, and continue to increase your um, exercise, have daily exercise, and make sure it's something that is age and appropriate for your body if you have any injuries, something that's just going to keep you active but not cause any further um, habilitation towards anything in, with regarding your body. Well, all really great tips. And if I may add, for those of you who are watching television or setting that DVR or watching a movie at nighttime, you know, just get those three-pound weights and do some weights while you're watching television. That way you'll be uh, getting a little bit of exercise on your arms and a little bit of, uh, uh, of what would I call it, a little bit of fitness even while you're being a couch potato. Exactly. So hopefully we're not too much of a couch potato. But, you know, there is that tendency, I think, as we do get older to think, ah, oh, I deserve it. I don't need to work out. But it is weird how we have to work out more. It's actually harder to keep our bodies, our it's minds, and our fair. emotions. <laughs> yes, it's right. It's right. Well, when we come back from break, we are going to go into the garden, and we're just going to talk about what's happening in this delicious autumn and what we would do to uh, keep our gardens growing. You are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Rightney. And I'll be back with you in a bit. Don't go away. Star you are, the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. 
For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit bethestaryouare.org to make a tax deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. Be the star you are. org. Be the lucky star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. Well, George Eliot said, Delicious autumn, my very soul is wedded to it. And if I were a bird, I would fly about the earth seeking the successive autumns. Well, so many people around the world feel exactly that way about fall. It is a time of, you know, it seems fresh air. It's just, it's a little cooler out. We're kind of coming down from all the excitement of the summer. And we just fall back. Our local trees are changing their coats from various colors of green to yellow, orange, red, gold, brown. The weather is still warm during the day, but the nights are cooler. And for gardeners, this offers the perfect opportunity to purchase and plant your favorite autumn trees, shrubs, and natives from well-stocked nurseries. Now, children and teens, of course, are preparing their costumes for Halloween. The pumpkin patches are welcoming family exploration. And our vegetable gardens are taking their final bow. So it is time to prepare this soil for winter crops. Garlic, onions, cool season greens, including lettuce, spinach, chard, and mustard, along with beets, turnips, parsnips, and other root vegetables are ready to be planted. So it is a delicious autumn, and we just need to enjoy the display. Well, this morning, before I went to work, I was out in my garden, actually uh, reworking the soil in the vegetable garden because I am trying to get that ready for next spring. And I know many people think, oh, but it's, you know, that's six months away, at least six or seven months away. So why do it now? But that's the key to having a great garden next year is preparing the soil now. So I pulled out all of the spring and summer vegetables, got rid of any weeds, and I was getting overrun by spearmint and vinca major, and dug down about two feet, which was no easy thing, because we have clay soil here, added a lot of compost and mulch and chicken manure, and then just topped it all with some straw and leaves, and I'm going to just keep putting, you know, enriching the soil all winter long. I'm only saving a small area to plant things that I want for winter, like, you know, arugula and peas 
and some beans and lettuces, radishes, beets. That's probably all. But then I'm going to plant a cover crop. It hasn't rained here yet, but as soon as I know it's going to rain, I'm going to get some alfalfa and probably some fava beans in, and we'll see how the soil is next spring, and I will keep you uh, posted. But here are some things that you can do in your autumn garden, no matter where you are, and you'll be all the better for it. So prune the vines, the summer perennials, berry canes, and cut back out of bound ground covers. Now, aerate the lawns and fertilize. You want to sow all your new lawn seeds right now. If you are uh, maintaining your lawn, you can add seed to it. If you are going to plant a new lawn, this is the time to pull out the old one and plant the new one. And even if you are going to, um, to change a lawn into a different kind of landscape, this is the time to remove the lawn. There's also time to plant the winter, winter annuals because in October, the sun is still warming our days. And some of the selections that you may want to include would be cinerarias, poppies, primroses, violas, pansies, cyclamen, and ornamental cabbage. You can add some architectural texture to your landscape with the drought-tolerant grasses, such as Mexican feather grass, red, uh, red or white fountain grass, and rattlesnake grass. It is time to control the slugs and snails as well. So you want to go ahead and either use something like bowls of beer. And they really aren't drawn to the beer. They're drawn to the hops. But uh, they do drown. Or you can use sluggo or deadline. Those are both organic controls. You can extend the life of your jack-o'-lanterns by coating the cut sides with petroleum jelly. So if you are um, cutting your pumpkins, I know... Like many people are having a pumpkin carving, including Heather. She's doing a pumpkin carving um, party this weekend. To preserve the pumpkins for a longer time, make sure to coat the sides with petroleum jelly. Protect tender plants from a frosty night by covering them with a sheet, a blanket, or other non-plastic material. Now, don't use plastic on your plants. You can transition indoor plants that have summered on the patio to the inside And you may need to repot them. You clean the top of the soil. You inspect for insects. Dispose of any dead leaves. And then water thoroughly before bring it inside. Let the water drain out. Then bring them inside. Place in a sunny interior. And you should be good for the whole winter. You can tuck some favorite spring blooming bulbs into your landscape beginning at the end of October. And this goes through January. Here in California, actually, the best time is like November through January, but many parts of the country, October is when people start. Dutch iris and daffodils are both deer and gopher resistant. So if you're trying to do a, um, a rodent and deer resistant garden, make sure you have plenty of iris and daffodils. This is also the time to divide your calla lilies, your day lilies, your daisies, and your naked ladies. And that's the best way to get blooms. Now, if you have pine trees, you can gather pine needles from the base of the pine trees and use these as mulch around any acid-loving plants such as roses, azaleas, rhododendrons, fuchsias, camellias, and gardenias. Also, check your trees because at least here in the West, we're still in uh, fire danger. So if you have branches that are uh, close to the ground or close to roofs, you don't want that. You want to get those off. You can get bursts of color for the autumn garden uh, with plumbago, 
gerbera, society garlic, sea lavender, salvia, penstemon, and hollyhock. Now, keep deadheading your roses weekly for continuous blooms until you do the hard pruning in January, unless you want rose hips. And if you do want rose hips, then you can just let your blooms go to the hips, but you will not get any more flowers. And then make sure to pick the hips if you're going to use it for um, tea. You know, it's very rich in uh, vitamin C. It makes a very delicious tea, a rose, a rose hip tea. Or you can leave them on your rose bush to feed the birds. This is also a great time to collect rose petals uh, to dry for potpourri and sachets. Now, the best time to collect them is in the afternoon when the petals are drier and they're kind of emitting their fragrance. You can also, many of you out there are Pinterest fans. I'm not, I don't really use it. But if you want to create a Pinterest board or you use apps, you can help keep your garden design ideas handy. So you can start now to think about your spring wish list by creating a Pinterest board at the moment. Now, rake leaves into a compost pile or a bin and then also add food scraps, eggshells, coffee grinds, tea bags, newspapers, and other organic material. Within a few months, you're going to have a nutrient-rich amendment for your soil. And no matter what soil you have, you can never get enough amendments for it. So don't throw out the leaves in that green bin. Add them to a compost pile. Then you also... um, could identify trees you love in your yard by perusing a new book called Landscaping with Trees by Scott Zanin. And even though it profiles trees for residential and commercial properties, mostly in the Midwest, many of the specimens grow well throughout the United States and in other countries, including maples and buckeyes, crab apples, dogwoods, magnolias, and many more. So that's a great book. I really enjoyed that book uh, on trees. It's called Landscaping with Trees. Very easy title. Now, remove any fallen debris from ponds and water features because you want to keep the water clean. And with the leaves falling now, they can quickly clog filters and fill up your pond. And then you'll see it get kind of all murky and, and muddy. Collect seeds from your nasturgeum, your cosmos, zinnias, marigolds, dahlias, and other annuals. You can allow the pods to dry in a paper bag and then store them in a cool, dark, dry place. You know, like if you have a shed or a garage or some people put them in like a laundry room or even a closet, you can dry them. But don't keep them in a plastic bag. Again, you want to keep them in a paper bag. You have to have air circulation. Now, water your indoor plants once a month with a solution of two tablespoons of vinegar to a gallon of water, and this will help reduce the salt buildup and the soil alkalinity. So that's two tablespoons of vinegar to a gallon of water, and just give your plants a a few drops every month, and you won't get all that salt, you know, that ring around your pots that you get. You can scatter seeds of lupin, California poppy, bachelor button, and larkspur, All you have to do is scratch the soil, put the seeds in, cover the seeds, and then that by covering them, that discourages the birds and the squirrels from coming to dine on your seeds. Now, speaking of birds, you do want to keep your bird feeders full and your fountains fresh as incentives for our feathered friends to become permanent bug-eating residents, especially over the winter. They'll need the food, and you want them in your garden. 
You can trellis climbing vines, potato vine, jasmine, honeysuckle, pink bower vine, sweet potato vine. They make very colorful, sweet-smelling privacy screens. Now, as far as irrigation goes, you know, reduce to once a week. And once the rains begin, you can turn off your automatic sprinklers completely. And you can fertilize your evergreen shrubs and vines and conifers right now if you didn't do it already in September. But don't wait um, another month. You really need to do it now. If you are growing the red tip for tinea, if you'd like it to be dense and bushy, you can sculpt it and maintain a height and width of about six to eight feet by, um, you know, gently pruning it. If you don't prune it regularly, what happens to Fotinia, it becomes unmanageable and it grows into like a 20-foot tree that's 20 feet wide. And that's when they're not pretty. They become really um, rather big and woody. But if you keep them pruned, you'll keep getting those pretty red tips that almost look like flowers. Now, for um, olive harvest, you want to check for grub and market larvae. Um, only treat for this pest, and there's only one treatment, actually, and that's a pheromone trap. But if you have olive trees, you might get maggots. And seek a certified or experienced arborist to prune any of your favorite specimen trees. Remove a tree that has become too large for your spaces. Or if a tree is intruding on foundations or blocking views, it needs to be replaced or cut down. And you can replace it with an appropriate size tree. And perhaps one that's going to boast some autumn color. And that's why I encourage everyone to go into your garden centers or nurseries now because you can see the trees in full color and you can buy them in small, uh, you know, some of them are in five gallons or three gallon pots. And this is a great time to start planting those trees. And then next year, they'll be bigger and the color will come back. And again, I just want to caution you about outdoor grilling and open flames because of the fire season. It was October that we've had many, many bad fires here in California, including the 1991 Oakland fire. And then two San Diego fires happened in this month, too. So be vigilant uh, about keeping a defensible perimeter around your property, and then just enjoy the final days of our Indian summer. So I wish you happy gardening and happy growing. And just keep in mind, if you're looking for a speaker or a consultant or a garden designer, I am available. I'm speaking at a club tomorrow, and I'm really excited about that. going to be doing tips and tricks in the garden, and boy, do I have a lot of them. Well, when we come back from break, we're going to be reminiscing about the earthquake 25 years ago, 1989, Loma Prieta. It was the big one until the next big one. Stay with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. And we're coming to you live on the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. 
Building relationships is the foundation of any sales process. The relationship you will have with your customer or client is in direct proportion to the amount of time and commitment you give to your customer. It's critical to always ask what's important to their personal success so that their company can look good. You need to know who your buyers are and what motivates them by building sincere rapport. Keep in mind that business relationships are not that much different from personal relationships. A starting point must be based on truth, honesty, and the willingness to understand the needs of the other person. The best way to understand is to ask pertinent questions. And once you've built a solid relationship, nurture it and always offer value. Make your customer feel that he or she is the most valuable client you have and you will be rewarded for your efforts with increased sales and referrals. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information about booking a consultation or getting a, a, a coaching session, visit StarStyleProductions.com or call 925-377-7827. That's 925-377-STAR. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryant, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are, you are the star. Pump up your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive, life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, hosted by the passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Find all you need in a life. Well, again, thank you so much for staying here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm your host and your personal growth coach, Cynthia Bryan. And this coming Friday on October 17th, we are remembering the Loma Prieta earthquake, which rocked San Francisco Bay Area and Northern California. A normal mid-October day, kind of rather unassuming, except for the fact that the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants were making history by facing each other in the World Series, or rather what we in the media were calling the Bay Bridge World Series, because their, their uh, stadiums were just across the bridge from each other. It was Game 3 of the World Series, and it was that big planned event that Tuesday afternoon, and electricity was in the air at Candlestick Park, which now is in the process of being torn down. But then Mother Nature decided she wanted some attention for herself, and exactly at 5.04 p.m. that day, she certainly knew how to shake things up, literally and figuratively, and with the nation's eyes, and the world's actually, for that matter, trained on the San Francisco Bay Area, watching the World Series on television. It was a time for the ground to unleash its fury. For what really seemed longer than just 15 seconds, a major earthquake struck 
San Francisco Bay Area. It registered 7.1 on the Richter scale at that time. It was in later years downgraded to a 6.9. I'm not exactly sure how that happened, but that's what they, they did. As So as Game 3 of the World Series was just getting underway, and it was the height of the afternoon commute, but thank God most of the Bay Area were probably at the game, millions of people felt the earthquake, not just in the San Francisco Bay Area and in Santa Cruz, but as far away as Los Angeles and San Diego to the south, Las Vegas and Reno to the east, and Sacramento and Eureka to the north. In other words, the entire state of California felt this 7.1 on the Richter scale. And California had not seen an earthquake of this magnitude since the 1906 earthquake that rocked San Francisco. And that one was a 7.9. And, of course, the destruction that happened in that one was truly because of the fires that broke afterwards. Recently... I was asked about my experience on that day, and I wrote a small piece that was just published, and I thought I would just read it uh, to you because uh, I was fortunate enough to be included in an article called Off Camera, and it was for people in the media who remembered where they were and what they were doing. So this is my remembrance of October 17th. 1989 at 5.04. The Galleria at the San Francisco Design Center was closing as I rushed a client to a mirror showroom on the fourth floor for a quick look. Suddenly, the ground shook. Glass and mirrors shattered. Steel doors slammed shut as we hit the carpet. Shaken but unscathed, we made our way down the stairwell to the street, jumped in our vehicles, and got on the very bridge where we were turned around due to structural damage. It took 12 harrowing hours to traverse the streets of San Francisco, heading towards the St. Francis Yacht Club, where my member client thought we'd find refuge. The yacht club was deserted. The marina was on fire. The darkened skies were illuminated with lights from helicopters and blazing flames. It resembled a war zone. Without a mobile phone and out of gas, I was frantic to know if my young family in the East Bay had survived the quake. In the wee hours of the morning when I finally made it home, my young children were non-pulsed by the whole thing. My nine-year-old son said he had followed safety precautions, protected his sister, checked for gas leaks, and thought the experience was quite exciting. My little daughter was interviewed by the press and asked if she was worried when she learned that the bridge had collapsed and that I may be on it. Optimistic as always, Heather responded, I wasn't scared because if mommy's car fell in the water, she would just swim home. <laughs> and for those of you who listen to Heather on Health Matters every week, you know that she is a born optimist. And I'll never forget that day because she was just so completely calm about this whole whole thing, knowing that mom would survive everything. Unfortunately, it was a disastrous earthquake and responsible for 63 deaths and almost 4,000 injuries in the affected areas. The damage was really heavy in Santa Cruz County, a little bit less uh, so down in Monterey County, but the effects, as I said earlier, were all over the state. We called it the Loma Prieta, 
because it was uh, the epicenter was in the southern Santa Cruz Mountains, and that is a segment of the San Andreas Fault System. And it had been undergoing a long period of kind of quiet until several moderate foreshocks occurred in June of 1988 and again in August of 1989. And the foreshocks were of significance because the segment of the San Andreas Fault System had been so quiet that it had been labeled a seismic gap. No large earthquake had occurred in that region since the 1906 San Francisco earthquake, and no surface faulting had occurred, though a large number of other ground failures and landslides occurred in the Santa Cruz uh, Mountain. Now, something that was a significant issue was what we call liquefaction. And that was in the heavily damaged Marina District of San Francisco because uh, the Marina District was, it was built literally on fill. And so when the earthquake happened, the ground turned to liquid and the buildings just collapsed. And some of the effects, of course, were also seen in the east, um, the east Bay, where we had the Cypress structure collapse and many people were killed. The Cypress, uh, Cypress structure was a freeway. The Bay Bridge, a section of the Bay Bridge collapsed and one car almost fell into the water. It was hanging over. And if you go and you want to Google any of that, you'll actually see, you'll see that, um, that amazing photo. But the Cypress structure was just a horrific thing. It's a, it was a freeway that I took almost daily as well. So, you know, it's, it's fate how things actually happen. There was a non-destructive tsunami was actually observed in the Monterey Bay. And there were strong motion rupture that were non-destructive that were captured in seismometers, you know, throughout the states. Now, because of sports coverage of the 1989 World Series, it became the first major earthquake in the United States that was broadcast live on national TV and rush hour traffic on the Bayway on the Bay Area freeways was lighter than normal because there were 62,000 people present at the game at Candlestick Park, and this may have prevented a larger loss of life because several of the Bay Area's major transportation structures suffered catastrophic failures. Uh, the double deck Nimitz Freeway collapsed in Oakland, and it was the site of the single largest number of casualties. And then there was the collapse of man-made structures and other related accidents that were contributed to casualties, uh, and they occurred all throughout uh, California. So in reading now about earthquakes, there is great speculation that the big one is coming. And 7.1, I'll have to tell you, it, it was pretty frightening, especially when I was on the fourth floor of a building where it had a glass atrium and the atrium um, exploded and the glass was shattering everywhere and bricks were falling down in the building right next to where I was uh, in San Francisco. Four people were killed because the structure fell on them. So, you know, there's, it's a very scary thing. So here, what is the drill? When it comes to earthquake protocol, there's a lot of bogus advice out there. And so here are a few things recruited from the San Francisco Department of Emergency Management for fat checking. Um, practice taking cover in a door, a, a door jam, that is actually a myth. 
according to research, you know, it's, it is better to, it's duck and cover. So don't go to a door jam. Get down, preferably under a table or desk, curl up into a ball and protect your vital organs. And um, another myth is when building collapses, the weight of ceilings falling upon the objects or furniture inside crushes the objects, leaving a space or void next to him. It's called the triangle of life. You know, it's a great thought, but the, the, uh, again, that supposedly is a myth. So, again, drop, cover, and hold on. It can feel vulnerable, but everyone wants to drive home that message. Uh, if you are in bed, stay there. <laughs> Cover your head again and just protect yourself from sp- uh, sharp objects. You want to stay away from min- windows and and uh, mirrors. Uh, you also, is it safe to run outside during an earthquake? People seem to think that it could be the safest place because you're not under a ceiling that can collapse. But the biggest risk during an earthquake is things falling on you and getting hurt while the ground is shaking. So if you're running to get outside, there's a big stretch of time when things could fall on you. So again, wherever you are, drop and cover. Become as small as a ball as possible. Don't try and run to a table or a desk. Just drop, hold on, and you don't want that earthquake to drop on you. So a few things to make sure that you start hoarding is you should always have some water, at least three gallons per person. Keep some bleach because the bleach will sterilize it. Have a manual can opener, flashlights, batteries, some sturdy shoes, a fire extinguisher, a first aid, a kit, and you want to have some cash because they're probably everything just as it was in the 1989, all of the electricity will be out. Keep your car filled with gas and some hand sanitizer and a portable toilet, which can be a bucket. Well, let's hope that we um, don't have another big one for a long time. And if we do, we are prepared and everyone is safe. So thank you for being great listeners and allowing Heather and I into your life every week. Remember, you can change your life and make your dreams come true. For information about Star Style Productions or to purchase any of the books I've written, visit StarStyleProductions.com. To get involved would be the Star You Are charity, make a donation, or help us with our Trick or Treat for Literacy campaign, which is going on right now. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And until next week, when we celebrate again, remember that love always wins, kindness prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. I hope you have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, and make a difference. Until next week. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Be the star you are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. 
take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are. 